Ladies and gentlemen, gather around, gather around. This is the public episode for all the normies. It is Wednesday. What's the date, brother? July 19th. July 19th. Uh, this We are recording this today, the day of public episode RPT Red Pill Tamales. You can search RPT Red Pill Tamales podcast all over the place on YouTube. Make sure y'all follow and subscribe to RPT Studios on Instagram. Follow that What Did He Said page. Uh, bro, if anybody said I was a troll, I am a professional troll. Bro, I went on Bethel O'Rourke's Instagram, right? Well, I didn't go on there. Like, I follow him, so it's on my feed. Right. And um, some of the comments that I left, because he posted this story from the Houston Chronicle, uh, which is like, here, I can, I don't know if you, you're able to pull it up, but um, I can read you the headline of the Houston Chronicle. He he posted the screenshot. It says, exclusive, Texas troopers told to push children into Rio Grande. Deny water to migrants, records say. And again, one of my one of my next comments is going to be, this story is conveniently timed as talks are ha- happening about impeaching Mallorcas for leaving the whole front door wide open. And then Beto's um, caption, he says, quote, ordered to push small children and nursing babies back into the Rio Grande. He says, Abbott is a thug, a murderer, a ghoul. People are dying while he plays war games against defenseless mothers and children. Pro-life my ass. But there is someone who has the power to stop Abbott. Stop him from deploying razor wire and medieval drowning devices designed to ensnare and mutilate. Stop every illegal thing he's done on the border that ends up killing human beings. President Biden at POTUS. We need you to act. And here comes Chingo Bling. Ready? Chingo Bling was like, um, damn, where's my fire comment? They had like 600 replies, bro. Uh, Did they del- oh, ready? Ready? Here it ready. is. Yeah, six, it has 563 replies. Damn. All right. That's almost 600. I said... Maybe don't bring your children on these missions. It's in the pot. Yeah, and then I said, I said, I'm not surprised that the Houston Chronicle went with the migrants title. Mm. Mm. Come on, fam. You could have called them any number of things, but y'all, they're just migrants, like like butterfly monarchs that got ensnared in barbed wire. They didn't know what they were doing. Like, and then I said. And then I said, um, I don't blame these people. After all, y'all's president did say surge the border. So they're the smart ones. They're like, I'm going to get a cell phone. I'm going to get a ride. I'm going to get a flight. If y'all ain't been to an airport, like them early, early flights or them late night flights, then you probably ain't seen all the Venezuelans and the Haitians and the Middle Eastern people camping out, hanging out uh, with the paper and shit, like, tell me what gate to go. And they, they point them, and there goes the lady with the NGO, like the mama duck, the human trafficker. The lady from the NGO has all these little kids and shit. And um, so I don't blame these people for making the trek because they got primos and shit. They got Dominican primos right now. They're like, 
Brother, coño, estamos en Nueva York, ya llegamos a Nueva York. Pero ¿cómo, brother? Ya te acabas de ir, brother, hace dos días. Sí, brother, nos dieron right y todo, brother. Estamos aquí en Washington Heights, Manhattan. And then, bro, I just did Chicago. Shout out to all the people that sold out Zanies in Chicago on a Sunday night. Bro, I talked to the Uber drivers and they were all like, one thing Chicago got, they were like, we got a lot of potholes. And Venezuelans. Oh, wait, was that the Polish guy you were driving with? No, that was a buddy of mine that, uh, well, he's not, well, he's a buddy now, but um, I met him that day. So uh, I was out there collaborating on some music stuff, right? Okay. So he was part of the crew. He like raps and engineers and stuff like that. Cool. But no, 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 no. He wasn't an Uber driver. I'm telling you about all the other Uber rides and shit. Even Sean from the Thea, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, mm. even he gave me a ride. That's how many rides. Nice. Shout <laughs> I had out. to go to the, bro, I had to go to the studio. I didn't touch a bed probably for like 36 hours easy because I did McAllen with Willie Barcena and then Juan Perez and I had to drive as soon as I was, as soon as I was done with my set. Why do you think I'm eating like this? Yeah, that's true. People, some people don't, I mean, people don't know, man. I literally like, said. I'm, I'm the migrant. Chingo cannot sit to have a meal. I've I've known Chingo five six years now. I don't know. I don't. Maybe maybe a handful of times, five times. And I think I've been sitting with you those five times while we're eating. But other than that, it's on the go. It's standing up. It's at the island or at the door, ready to eat, and then out the door. Yeah, you got Tupperware out in the car. I'm the migrant. Why? <laughs> because I don't get handouts. I gotta actually work. I gotta work. I got miles to feed. We got mortgages. We got all types of shit. And. Ain't nobody giving us cell phones, Rob. You know no. what I'm saying? So, anyway, I digress. Uh, shout out to everybody. Sold out the show in Chicago. Uh, shout out to Willie Barcena. Um, like a migrant, as soon as I was done with my set, Juan and I had to go straight to San Antonio to catch Because I had to be at the airport at four. Mm. So, you're leaving McAllen. Do the distance. What time do you get on stage in McAllen? Okay, Go. Go, make it to San Antonio. Go, 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 go. You got to be there by four. Go. And so I was driving the last shift. Juan, Juan's like, yeah, that, that boy don't never sleep. He finally got to sleep. Dude, I pulled over to take a nap. Uh, it was like um, a sketchy kind of area Yeah. in San Antonio. However, there was a taco truck and there were like people still like late night, like three in the morning. Uh, we basically had to like take a nap for about an hour from like 3 a.m. to about 4 a.m. And then like woke up and then uh, boom, dropped me off, made it to Chicago. As soon as I landed, straight to the studio, like a migrant, like a migrant. You know what I'm saying? Straight to the studio. Hadn't seen a bed yet. All I saw was a parking lot like this. Anyway, um, called my flight, made it to Chicago, straight to the studio. Didn't see a bed yet. Uh, about two hours before my show in Chicago, I made it now. Now I'm done. Now I make it to the condo, the, the comedy club condo. And now I get to see the bed and just kind of touch it and kind of lay on top of it because I got to get ready for my show. It's time for a show now. Bro, what? When I'm done, when I'm done with my show, I got to go back to the studio because I'm hype about the song and it was still kind of early. So I was like, man, we got to go get some behind the scenes. But the, the moral of the story is I went on to tell Beth O'Rourke's people. Um, I said, we saw how the globalists weaponized the migrants against France and Germany. It's not looking good for them at all. Y'all see what France going through, bro. 
they they imported so many people from a different culture that don't jive with what France is about. And a lot of them are on handouts. So now a lot of the suburbs of Paris are no-go zones. Like, you know, you got all these little young Muslim kids that don't love France. They just like entitled, like, where's my handout? Fuck y'all. Don't be coming over here. Don't be all up in our neighborhood. We got our own rules. You didn't see the Somalian kids in um, Minneapolis that were shooting fireworks at the cops. Like, yeah. shoo, mm-hmm. shoo. I mean, America, we got our own little no-go zones. What do you think was going to happen when Barack said, bring all the Somalians and dump them off in Minneapolis? I think they've done such a good job of brainwashing people. Like, I saw a clip. I don't know which political head in France it was, because it's funny you mentioned France. I, I've been watching a lot of those clips and videos and just kind of trying to make sense of what's going on there. And this political figure, either they were in office or running for office, they were being interviewed and asked about immigration. Like, how, how you know, important is it for France and, you know, Europe to allow X amount of people or these people or those kind of people or whatever. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of, it's supposed to be making fun of the interview. And you, mm. there's like funny music in the background. And at the very end of it, the final question was like, "So is it is it necess- is it a necessity essentially for for France to take on you know every all, all comers kind of thing?" And it just zooms in on the person's face, and they were just like, "It is absolutely you know absolutely necessary." Whatever they used a, one certain word, but I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And the people that are just go along with it and be like, "Yeah, that's good for our communities." Like bring you know, and I, I know people might be watching this who are actual normies, and maybe you're stumbling stumbling on the show for the first time, and they're just like, "How could they say that?" I'm like, "Whoa, well, let's just take a take a step back. Let's actually talk about it." And I get so hyper fixated on the fact that you're saying you don't want people. You're saying stop them from coming in. I'm like, well, you, yeah, you're saying you're saying America's not built on migrants. Yes, America was built by migrants. Who had stuff in common? Yeah, you bringing in people that don't jive. Why you think France about to have a civil war right now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And this is another thing. I uh, left the comment on Bethel's page. It said, um, "Remember the story about the border patrol whipping the Haitian migrants? Turns out it was propaganda lies designed to tug at your heartstrings and go along with what is being done to our country." Basically, like the drone footage of 15,000 Haitians up under a bridge, that shit started getting out and it started looking like Trump's kids in cages debacle. Mm-hmm. Right. So all of a sudden they like, yo, 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 we can't have them piling up. We got to move them through smoothly so you don't get stuck with this visual. So what did they do? Change the subject. Oh, look at these. They bringing these uh, border patrol on horses and they whipping the Haitians. Everybody, the View, Houston Chronicle, Beth O'Rourke, uh, probably Lena Hidalgo, all the lefties, probably Lori Lightfoot, aka Beetlejuice, probably Eric Adams, whoever was in charge at the time. Everybody has something to say. Oh, they whipping, and of course, all the the black rappers that don't want to get canceled by venues or radio stations. They want, they want to go back to the breakfast club, right? All the black rappers that don't want to get canceled by breakfast club. Of course, a lot of them were chiming in too. Like, look how they doing our Haitian people. And it's like, bro, those aren't whips. You know what I mean? It's just a deterrent. It's, it's they're they're on the horse. They're controlling the horse and you judging it based off of a still photo off, off of one angle. When really the border patrol, we bro, the border patrol, man, everyone i've ever met they are cool their families are cool they're part of the community and they're our first line of defense 
for the fentanyl, the kid trafficking, uh, the pervs, people that's on a terror watch list, uh, people that want to come act a fool, like people got a little something, something in their backpack, somebody that's working for the cartel, somebody that's getting smuggled, somebody that's going to um, labor traffic food vendors. Some of these food vendors, they owe money to the cartel. Yeah. It, so and people be like, defend them. Well, yeah, that was what I was going to say. People, People's perception of, of like, who's to blame or what's the course of action is never like it's never reasonable it's not even like civilized it's not even like let's have a conversation about it it's just man i i i'm you can't not convince me or i can't be unconvinced that the media's attempt or i mean job well done of propagandizing everything and convincing people that you know what they see on tv is what it is and what they hear on mainstream radio if that's even a, a term but you know what i mean like popular radio is you know like listen to the breakfast club and look at how charlemagne was pushing back on you know vivek or whatever and how or, or whatever the the narrative is you can't not convince me i can't be unconvinced that these people will not change their mind it is though happening uh yesterday actually when soul and i were finishing up uh her lounge she had mentioned just kind of in passing that you had sent her uh, a message that somebody sent you i guess about a fan that was kind of like apologizing and i had just oh, finished, yeah. i had just finished telling her i was like look i know it's not evident we don't see it every day we don't see it all the time but i know for a fact that people are seeing what's happened over the last three years and now that we're getting into a new election cycle now that we're getting into a whole new just propaganda storm that's about to ensue the people will, will will look back on the previous three years, and they will not have forgotten. A lot of them. A lot of them will, but a lot of them won't. And they're going to come to whatever, call it center. Like, you don't have to call it right, but it's going to be center. And if people say that the right has moved left and the left has moved further left, then center still has to encompass a lot of right, quote unquote, uh, you know, themes or whatever. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, you, you're saying that the right is really center well like it, i've heard people describe it as like as time has gone on the right has moved more center or center left right because we're talking about you know anything from gay marriage to uh you name it right guns and schools and whatever whatever and then the left has progressively moved further left with letting guys in girls restrooms guys play with girls on teams and all this stuff so the center essentially if if it stays where it is has just taken on more of the right than the left because mm -hmm. it's just continuing. I mean, I mean, even way. a lot of even a lot of the Republican people are pretty freaking progressive. Yeah. When you look at like when you zoom out a little bit, like uh, people be clowning. Uh, what's his name? Dave Rubin. Yeah, him and his the husband. The dude that's the dude that's married to a dude, and they got kids somehow. And people be like, like making memes, like clowning Tim Pool, like. Yeah. Temple's okay with this type of thing, like yeah, like they they bought them babies. You know what I'm saying? I don't anyway, know. no, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I don't know if Tim's ever like said uh, I disagree with whatever. Like these people essentially bought these kids, right? They bought these babies and say now I'm parents. And I've, I've said this over and over again. If I ever reach the point of prominence like a Tim Pool, I will still keep the same sentiment. You guys can hold me to it. That you can't convince me that there's not enough heterosexual couples who want to be parents who can't have kids that they can't. You know, there's there's the lines are through the roof of people that want to have kids that just can't have kids for whatever reason. And yet we're seeing more of the same mom, same dads kind of thing taking on kids, and it just doesn't make sense to me. You can't convince me that that also makes sense, that that's, the numbers are through the roof, that there's there's not any heterosexual couples, all of them are gay, homosexual, or whatever, trans that want kids. I'm like, that that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Hey, did you hear about the Jason Aldean song? I did, yeah, it was a jam. It was a banger. It got canceled, I think, by CMT or something I read. Bro, 
Like I was, I was. Um. By the way, shout out J- uh-huh. Jason Alden, dude. I mean, since I was in high school, I've been jamming his stuff. I don't know too much. I mean, I'm not no country music expert. I just know very select few things. I don't like. I did not. Again, I grew up. Well, I went to high school in New Jersey in the late '90s, and uh, there's there's a rapper named Cormega that rode with like Nas and all these people. And um, I left a comment on his thing. And then he DM'd me and shit, but it was just one of those like oh, respect cool. type of th- yeah, yeah, just real quick. And I just told him like, man, I I went to high school in Jersey in the '90s, and I, I, we would tune into Hot 97. And mm. uh, but I was just chiming in on the point that he was making. But anyway, back to Jason Aldean uh, on Twitter, I was uh, retweeting plies a lot, but but uh, contradicting, like going against mm. with my my quote mm. retweet mm-hmm. because his whole thing was like. Oh, man, look at the feds helping out Trump because they gave him a heads up that they're going to indict him. It's called like a target letter or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like it's a letter of like, hey, bro, we about to try to indict you and arrest you. Like he took it as anybody that's ever been in trouble with the feds. Did you ever get a heads up type of thing? And and then he was saying, y'all see how it's a two tier justice system because um, Trump said he should be able to be excused from his crimes since he's running for president. He's like, well, let me tell everybody in the hood right now, if you ever get arrested for something, just say you're going to run for president or whatever. And I'm just like, bro, what you don't understand is he's in the lead. He's the most popular. And they're just trying to do election interference and take him out the game. I said, it's Fugazi. Everything about it is Fugazi. They're trying to say he incited the insurrection. I was like, you must ain't heard, but it was Buku feds. It was really a fed surrection. Right. And uh, and he probably didn't even read it, but um, but but that that just goes back to the Jason Aldean thing. Like, I'm just so amazed that like I heard the song, nothing about the song sounded like lynching, mm-hmm. racist, anti, whatever. And I'm just so disappointed in the CMT. And it's probably the song probably gonna go to number one because yeah. people like me gonna be like, bet this who y'all against. This the narrative y'all trying to create. We're tired of this always attacking, always trying to cancel. For example, when when Willie Barcena, who wanted to work with me and was nice enough to you know do business, um, he had the flyer on his Instagram and it had me. It said like special guest. All right, when a when a right wing person don't like somebody, they just don't participate, right? They just not gonna show up. Like I'm not I'm not going to that person's show, and that's it. Well, what a lefty does is they call the venue, they complain, they make sure the venue tells the headliner, they make sure that they leave comments all on the headliner's page saying, I was about to buy tickets, but since I see Chingo going to be on there, I'll go ahead and and put my credit card away, type of thing. So basically, it was putting me in a situation where it's like, hey, I think I got to drop out of this show because I don't want to hurt your show. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how the left plays. They like little terrorists. And I'm gonna watch what I say because uh, this the normie. Uh, this the Wednesday public. If you want to get deeper, deeper, and y'all want to really talk like for real, for real, y'all got to tune into the Thursday and the Friday episodes 
How do you access those episodes, Rob? Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill Tamales. Or if you're already familiar with it, just go to Patreon, search Red Pill Tamales, search Chingo Bling. You're going to find it there. You can't miss it. It's got a tamale, or it's got a tamale on the uh, the cover. Also, you can do a seven-day free trial. So all you can do is just give your email, sign up. You get a free seven-day trial like you're signing up for uh, Disney or anything else that you might be supporting with your hard-earned money. Support it. If you don't like it after seven days, you don't have to pay for it. If you do, then join the crowd, join the Discord, and keep the conversation rolling. Real quick, fun fact about Jason Aldean. I was I was wondering well, how many how many number one hits does he have, right? How many number one Billboard songs does he have? And he's been cranking out bangers since 2000, probably like three or four. And he's got 38 like of the total radio singles. 24 of those have hit number one on the country Billboard. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and now look at how it's almost as if the. Um, it's almost as if the country music world has been hijacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess there's just so much money at play and maybe they're trying to please everybody. Or maybe you just really got these indoctrinated young hipsters that work at them labels now. Yeah. It's like, who works at the CMT network? Who's in charge of, uh, como se llama? Um, like the televised shows and all that. Mm. So a, a lot of a lot of minorities who have been programmed to believe they like country music, that's racist white people stuff. Right? Yeah. That's how that's how they've been and it's like no, a lot of them are white liberals. A different type of racist. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point actually. There was this one yeah. artist Artist, I think her name was, uh, I think it's Marion Morris or Marin Morris, something like that. She had, you know, she did something at the CMTs not too long ago, awards, and she was, it was all rainbowed out. And I think she had dudes in dresses, you know, during her performance or whatever. And I was like, man, that's really odd. I know people were up in arms about it, and I, it definitely wasn't my cup of tea, but you know, some people definitely took to Twitter and took to writing and whatever. And that's great if, if you don't agree with it and you don't think that should be at the CMT awards, cool. But people like that are being, I'm going to say, planted in the country music, you know, scene. You know, they're splashing them periodically. But then they're going against heavy hitters like Jason Aldean has been doing it for almost 30 years. Old school, essentially. Not old school, but old school in the sense of modern media. And then you have the other huge whales like Morgan Wallen, who just sold out Wrigley. I think it was Wrigley Field two nights in a well, row. They, yeah, they tried to cancel him, too. And he, all he did was get bigger, right? I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't know like what role the cancellation played in that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it might have helped in the long term, but yeah, but yeah, go on. Well, so I think they're, I mean, they're if if you want to attack that particular community, I don't really think that trying to turn Bud Light into what they tried right is going to work. I don't think that having performances at the CMT Awards where you have dudes in dresses and makeup is going to really sway people to what do they want them to buy more of your stuff? Do you want them to you know partake in more of your services? Do you want them to vote us a certain way? Like that doesn't seem very logical. And I, st I, I forget from time to time that a lot of humans, most humans, all humans actually, we're not wired to think logically. We're wired to think emotionally. We've, we've talked about this forever, right? And as time goes on, man, it just doesn't fail. They don't, they don't seem to realize that it's just not going to work at a certain point. We're not going to buy your stuff. We're not going to attend your whatever and partake in your services. We're probably not going to vote for somebody who's also pushing that. But I guess only time will tell. Do, would you agree with that? So, so you're saying that all the pandering that they do isn't going to ultimate, it's going to backfire. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying personally. Well, I, I'm interested in like, for example, that artist that you said that did all this, uh, pride parade type performance mm -hmm. at the, like a country music event. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, like how those, like who, who the artist is, 
were they were they popping enough? Like basically, who decided? Like how do you go about? Because you got to do a run of show, mm-hmm. right? All right, the program's gonna last two hours. We're gonna start with the pre-show at the red carpet. Uh, we have a host. They're gonna kick open off the open up the show. First performance is this band. Boom, we coming out swinging. Uh, you know, cut to commercial. We get paid. Come back to the host. Like in other words, they got to plan out that whole show. So with the amount of rehearsals and, and all that stuff, it's like they knew they were about to have a whole pride parade in the middle of their country music show. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you like know what? My guess. Go uh, ahead. What's your guess? My my guess is. You got a lot of these, like people. A lot of times, people that end up getting these cushy jobs in production, in um, like television, that type of stuff. Yeah. My sense is that a lot of times, often not, they they come in straight out of college. Like mm-hmm. they might start interning fresh out of college. Keyword: college, aka indoctrination. So a lot of these kids, I mean, I don't know who they are. I'm making like broad generalizations. Like it's like, Chingo, you don't even know what percentage of them were homeschooled. Like you don't even know what percentage of them were actually against all this stuff. You don't know how many of them are actually religious, you know? Um, But a lot of times, man, from what I hear in like Nashville, music business, uh, that type of world is it's going very woke. And, and, And they didn't go easy on Morgan Wallen. When that little footage came out, and him, him telling his homeboy, yeah, like, yeah, he was drunk. He's like, "Hey man, I love, hey boy, I love, man, make sure you're my boy, hey, Blue. Hey, hey N word, <laughs> you're my boy, hey, Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey man, hey man, watch it. Make sure he make it home safe, man. Make, hey, hey, my, hey, my nigga, say, my nigga, hey, check on my, check on my nigga tonight. Make sure we good. We gonna meet up tomorrow. All right, my ends, N words. It was all positive." Yeah. Those were like his homies. They had a great night. Those are his best friends. And then he turned around, did a whole song with Lil Dirt. Oh yeah. Broadway girls. And uh, everybody was like, what? Cancel who? Yeah, right. This is the this thing slaps. This is a banger. But I, I brought up uh Marin Morris, and funny enough, I, I Googled, you know, the LGBT whatever. There was like a whole RuPaul thing. But before I get to that, she was actually in a feud back at the end of last year with uh Brittany Aldean, Jason Aldean's wife. I don't know if you remember this. I don't even. I don't think we talked about it. Yeah, she called her like Maga Barbie or something like that. Yes, and it all stemmed from Britney doing a video of her. Like, I think she might have had either Beyonce in the background or Carrie Underwood, and she was like the caption. I remember being something to the effect of like, "I'm glad my parents let me go through my tomboy phase without making me whatever." Right, and then yeah, cut off, cut off my stuff. Yeah, that's where it all kind of started, which is funny. Um, And then there was another one from the New York Post this year, earlier this year, where. Marin Morris apologizes for country music's treatment of LGBTQ community on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I don't know what her fascination with this whole subject is in the country community. Uh, It's been pretty quiet since the beginning of the year, so it's probably been a couple of months now that I haven't seen much of her in the country scene. So I don't know. Well, a lot of them are just lives, bro. Like when the media constantly spews this narrative of, Anybody who supports Trump is a Nazi, Hitler, closed-minded, bigot, racist. They put that out there 10 million times a day by The View, bots, athletes, uh, Hollywood, um, tweets, whatever. It's just coming at you from all angles, especially the news. And um, they put that out there so much. And there was this, uh, man, what's that dude's name? 
is it i think his name might be jason too so, uh, you know this song so cover me up dun, 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 uh, so cover me up. yeah i don't know the name of the artist well his wife here let me let me look on youtube man because um because he, he's dope cover me up is it jason isbell come yes did did morgan wallen do a version jason isbell. i believe so Give me, he uh he did a cover uh actually i don't know give me one second okay. hold on stand by so so here's the damn man commercials bro my wife she's like why don't you log into my youtube so you ain't got to sit through commercials well anyway jason isbell his wife who plays the fiddle mm -hmm. like badass yeah she's super lefty really she's from texas plays country music based out of nashville super super lefty bro hmm. like i'm sorry i'm sorry bethel we couldn't pull it off maybe you know what i mean like super pro-choice um you know very outspoken but guess what she played that fiddle so good i'll let her make it bro dude i ain't tripping that's thing about right wing bro that's thing about right wing bro <laughs> We look past we look past the politics, bro. Straight up, because you're right. Morgan did do uh, so. The cover me up is actually a fantastic cover that he did. I didn't I didn't know uh, who Jason Isbell or, or his version of it, but it's on his uh, Dangerous album, and it is a fantastic cover. So shout out to Morgan Wallen for covering that song. And you know what? To continue off to piggyback off what you just said, um, I think Beto had posted a video of uh, Haley Williams, which this one really, this one really breaks my heart. This really breaks my heart, man. I mean, bro, bro, I went off in them comments. Go on. <laughs> so I've mentioned it several times. I mean, we even talk about on discord, all kinds of different, you know, music that people listen to in there, a lot of our, our agents. And for me, man, you know, in 2008, I was listening to Jason Aldean and a bunch of other, uh, like Texas country artists, but I was also listening to a bunch of other bands, whether it was Metallica, Limp Bizkit, which by the way, I heard a cumbia, I don't know if you sent it to me, but it was a Limp Bizkit cumbia that was hilarious, was good. But Paramore, man, in 2008, Paramore probably had their biggest album that, to ever drop. And now, you know, the post that, or the, the clip that Beto had posted, I think left out another section that I remember hearing where she was like, if you vote for Ron, like she called out Ron DeSantis specifically, you know, she had some statement about, about that, about, you know, a sense, I don't know if it was don't come to my show or don't listen to her music kind of stuff, but it had the same sentiment and it was just such a bummer. It was, it really was. But, you know, I have a Paramore playlist that I listen to almost on the daily. So I'm just like, eh, what am wow. I going to do? <laughs> Bro, I went off in them comments. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even watch the whole clip. Yeah, but people got so triggered because I went up in there, and I was like, "Does this chick uh, think that she has like zero conservative fans? Is that basically what she's saying?" Yeah, I was like, "She's basically saying I don't have any fans that are pro Second Amendment, pro life, etc." And then everybody jumped on me. They're like, "So when you heard her say racists and bigots." That's what you heard, pro-life, Second Amendment. Very telling that, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even listen to the whole thing, bro. I was like, I'm just looking at the fact that Beto posted it. Yeah. Talking about, thank you, Haley. And then they're like, why, why do you care? Nobody likes you in this comment section. Get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, I care that a whole generation of youth is about to be bamboozled, uh, be, you know, basically using their empathy against them. And just, you know, breaking it down, chingo bling style, puro RPT, carnal. Dude, yeah, it sucks, man. Like, she um, she had a song that just came out like a month or two ago about like war and like turning your TV off and this, that, and the other. I was like, okay, this seemed very like, you know, down the middle. Like, let's all just kind of 
cleanse the palate of all of this craziness. And then she starts saying that at her live shows. I'm like, well, that's really weird. And it's ironic altogether because they started off as a Christ, like a, a youth Christian band is what they were. They were like super, super into the church and that's how she started singing or whatever. And like, then uh, they start getting that shmoney. Yeah, pretty much, man. And there was a song from that uh, 2008 album where there was a line in there where it was something about... It, it, I think it came off as like anti-woman or girl where it was like once once a whore, you're, you're always a whore kind of thing, right? And she, and it's literally, Misery Business is probably their most popular song to ever ever be you know, written by them or her. And she stopped performing it. And I saw them in Sugarland. I saw them in the area back in like 2018. Uh, my sister and I, she took me, she got tickets for my birthday. We went, it was awesome. And it was the last year that they played that song because of that line. Like in her head, she was like, I can't, this is very anti-woman or whatever. Like it's not progressive enough for the times we're getting into and I don't want to sing that line anymore. So literally it was like a, a year ago or six months ago that they started playing the song again, but she doesn't say that line anymore. Like she kind of turns the mic to the crowd and the crowd sings the line or whatever. And it's just like, and, and you know, cause you're an artist, but I don't know, I can't possibly fathom what happens to some of these people when they have these expectations of these audiences that are so large to just like, do you have to go with the, every political leaning agenda of like the entertainment world? Cause we all know it's very left leaning. Or do you trailblaze your own road like you've done and a lot of other people have done, like Jason Aldean's doing, like Kid Rock's done? I don't know. It's really, I'm sure to the average fan, it's just so mind-bending. I don't know. Man, I, I, like, for example, um, well, I'll give you my response. My response, man, is like, unfortunately, bro, some of these people had an opinion assigned to them. They bought into a narrative. Maybe they don't believe everything they say. Like, for example, if she starts being all like, or like, for example, all the people on Beto's thing about not giving the children water yeah. and the migrants and what are they doing not rolling out the red carpet? Like they don't they don't they don't even understand what's happening. Like it's all like shh, like you have no idea what's really going on. They're just feeding you this thing. Like how easy is it to be like, all right, we tell all the migrants, the cartel. Imagine the cartel telling like everybody, hey. Pídeles agua, pídeles agua. Pero por qué, oiga, si ya tenemos galones. Pídeles agua, tú pídeles agua, pídeles agua, pídeles agua, pídeles agua. Hey, agua, agua, agua. Uh, we already passed out all the bottles. Like, there's no bottles right here, bro. Like, you have a gallon in your hand. I'm going to tell you no. We need to process you and send you to Chicago or Martha's Vineyard or wherever you're going to end up, right? Hey, pídeles agua, pídeles agua. Like, somebody catch them on tape saying no. Quit fucking asking me for water. Excuse my language. Right. So basically, my point is this. I don't know this Haley's. I don't know how her upbringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know who she hangs with. I don't know what type of media she consumes. I don't know what type of TV. I don't know what kind of like. I mean, apparently she don't listen to War Room Pandemic, obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So obviously she don't listen to this show. No. Uh, she probably don't listen to Russell Brand or any anybody like that. Rogan. I don't know. But. um. The person that sent me the apology, right? That yeah. was like, mm -hmm. I was so upset with you when you were going hard for Trump, which for me, it's like, I wasn't really going hard for Trump. I was going hard for y'all. Yeah. I wanted y'all to kind of peep how we're being manipulated and how we're they're they're turning us against each other. And they they're making they're manipulating us to vote against our own interests. If you really want a strong dollar and a strong economy and national security, and you don't want terrorists all up in your neighborhood, and you don't want like the dollar to fall off, and and you want petroleum in your national reserves, like if you understand what it is to be energy independent, 
you're going to want that. You're not going to want to be dependent on China for the car batteries. And you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Um, so when the person sent me that long apology, like, when you first started going hard for Trump and I didn't get it and I felt like this and I was so upset and and I know you probably didn't care, but I vowed to never support you ever again. And it helped me sleep better at night and I took it personal. And it was like this long thing. And she's like, but... I started opening my eyes little by little. Some of this, these agendas are starting to come to the surface and I, I'm really sorry. I feel bad. It's been on my heart. I just got to tell you, you were right. I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And I was just like, Hey, like, thank you. Like, you, you know, I appreciate it. It's all good. No worries. And, and I was like, I'm a screenshot this. I told you so <laughs> I'm gonna put this on the discord. And I'm just like, <laughs> um, but my, my actual takeaway is this bro. Like, there's so much nuance and everything like somebody could give for real deal arguments against the movie sound of freedom. Somebody could give real deal arguments to pick apart, like how Trump is an imperfect instrument and how, and it's like, okay, is he still our, our best choice? You know what I mean? Like in, in, in the long term, in the grand scheme of things is the fact that he's the most hated by the establishment and the media and everybody else um like is he in fact gonna be the most effective like more than DeSantis you know what I mean like more than Vivek like is he the one that's gonna defeat Newsom or Big Mike or whoever they're gonna run on that side so my point is we're never gonna fully agree on every single thing like I I, I believe that AI hey baby what's going on get ready for jujitsu later okay quieres saludar <laughs> Are you hanging out? Well, I was trying to get um. I saw a jacket, mm -hmm. a very black jacket. So I kind of want to get back into Boston. You want to go to Boston? Okay. All right. Go downstairs, hang out, and get ready for get ready for jujitsu in a little bit. Okay. All righty. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Parenting. All right, baby. <laughs> Dude, Brooklyn walked in when you were uh, looking up that video, too. And that's why I was like, stand by. And she's like, hey, when are we going to the library? I was like, well, later. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You got to tell them the time. Yeah. Um, speaking of libraries, did you see what uh, Barack Hussein Obama, he wrote a letter about this long? No. He was like, many of the books who shaped my upbringing and the books, you know, books such as, and, you know, and, and, you know, the books and what America and, you know, ideas and, you know, access to books and, and what's best for us as Americans and, you know, different ideas and perspectives and, you know, the books and, and it's like, Hey man, <laughs> do you know what kind of books they trying to actually not have around middle schoolers, bro? Like, are you playing dumb? Like, do you, do you not know? Like, I was mad. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, bro, tell me you know. Tell me you've seen some of these pictures. Tell me you know the names of these titles of these books. And stop trying to act like like Ron DeSantis or whoever, or Moms of Liberty, is trying to ban Huckleberry Finn or, or one of these Fahrenheit 451. They're not trying to get rid of them kind of books. It's the ones that got drawings of a whole bunch of sodomy and a whole bunch of inappropriate stuff for kids and like stop playing bro like all, all these muslim parents are pissed off you got all kind of parents from all i mean black parents hispanic parents that's why they're being labeled white supremacists mm. these people are on the list now 
If you a parent and you pissed off at the student board over something, bam, feds on your ass, boy. Yo, you mentioned, uh, well, we mentioned uh, Chicago a bit in this episode. But before we go out, uh, let's see. Somebody in the Discord posted a story. Let me give him credit real quick. Was it Chris? Yeah, it was Chris USA. Uh, breaking news as of today. Illinois is the first state to eliminate cash bail in the prison system. Did you hear about this? I heard about it, yep. So essentially, Illinois will be the first state to completely eliminate cash bail under the SAFE-T Act. That's, I love how they name these things, right? The Safety Act. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, past this year, judges across Illinois will not require those charged with a crime to post bail in order to leave jail while they wait trial. However, those who are considered to be a threat to the public will likely, um, and will likely flee or will be required to stay in jail. The new bill will go into effect in September. Wow. Man, I mean, I hope that that doesn't have as bad of repercussions as we imagine it could. And, um... Chicago's a beautiful city. Man, it is it's really one of my favorite cities, bro. Like the food, the people, the food is amazing. Uh the weather for the most part, you know, unless you don't go during a blizzard of some sort, but like the weather's beautiful, the scenery, uh people are super cool. I, I love that whole Midwest. And it's unfortunate that you got these idiots wanting to defund the police and a lot of the Uber drivers were saying um and they weren't even like these weren't even like conservative right wing red pill people. These are people that were fully vaccinated and boosted. Um, don't pay attention to politics, but they were smart enough to be like, why you think you don't see no cops around here? He's like, have you seen any cops around here? He's like, they defunded them. Uh, we got to talking about the Juicy Smoulier's, uh debacle. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, which I saw it on uh, Fox Nation, uh, the, su- the subscription. It was called Anatomy of a Hoax. And um, it was interesting because what Jesse, the hoax that Jesse was trying to create, it was basically trying to make the Chicago police look bad, trying to make Chicagoans look bad. Like like that stunt that they pulled, it was like in a rich, secure area. Mm. Right, like two in the morning, well, however late it was, middle of a uh, blizzard, and he went to go get a subway sandwich. And these two Nigerian Trumpers, you know, threw <laughs> like he wanted, he wanted, um, I think he wanted them to throw bleach, gaso- gasoline. Oh. I think first he requested gasoline, okay. And the Nigerians were like, Bro, we, if we're just doing a little skit, I, I think I'm gonna go with something. I think he like went with bleach, which sounds equally bad to me, and he and then. He went back to his apartment. He kept the noose on and he answered the door. He had his sandwich and he was still wearing the noose. And and then when he got in trouble for like, hey, bitch, we we found you out. You you over here wasting taxpayer money on this fake investigation, this hoax um, like you in trouble now. You're going to have to go to El Bote. You got to do some time. Guess what? There. I don't know what she was uh, like attorney general of some sort. Uh, or DA Kim Fox, she was she's cool with the uh, Obamas and them, the mm. Clintons and all them, mm. and so is he, kind of like John Legend and them. A okay, he's out. Nothing. He just got a little tour of the jail and out. Like I don't even think he spent the night. How do they? How do people? I, I don't understand when that story came out. The people refused to just question it just a little bit. Just like everything you just described, the two Nigerians, the bleach, the noose, wearing the noose, getting the sandwich, two o'clock, there's a blizzard. When that all broke and you went to Twitter and you started hearing people talk about this story, the people that were 
full on, you know, hook, line, and sinker about like, oh my God, I can't believe this would happen. You're like, wait, wait, you're not going to question this even a little bit? Where's the critical Where's the critical thinking skills on your part? How are we the crazy ones just because we're like, hold the phone, hold the phone. Let's check this out a little deeper before we start going it's a, all. It's a modern day lynching, Robert. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, did the Bubba Wallace thing follow that up? It was, right? It was after that, the, the, the garage pool hang thing. Again, you know, somehow that turned into, you know, just a few days later or maybe a week later, all of NASCAR walking behind, um, is this, I don't even know his name's really Bubba, whatever, Mr. Wallace, and he's in his car or whatever. I'm just like, man, this is really strange. Like, I know for a fact that I'm maybe at about average of just like thinking level, you know, mentality being all there, you know, todos no have no loose bolts or whatever. But even I am, am tend to be pretty questionable of a lot of things, but I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. Speaking of NASCAR, remember that uh, damn race car driver? I can't even remember his name, but I think Pitbull is like one of the owners now of a team that, um, that that little Mexican dude, the Suarez uh, kid, Suarez, yeah, Daniel Suarez, yeah, Daniel yeah. Suarez. This dude was all cool and shit at first. Yeah, he I, came to one of my shows. I remember he was making he was making out with his chick throughout the entire freaking show. Fans trying to exit the venue. Estos acá todos manoseándose, andan ahí todo snail trail in the VIP. And it's like, bro, this ain't no strip club, bro. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, um. He tried to make a little slick comment to me when I was on my uh, Ultra Maga shit. He was just like, oh, no, like, I don't know what it was, like, thumbs down, something, something like, like, motherfucker, win a race first. And then you could talk some shit, bitch. <coughs> learn how to make your foot heavy on the pedal, ho, and quit running into shit. And let me see you motherfucking be first place before you talk to me, little boy. Oh, man. Uh, How about that? You ain't even from here talking about I stand with Baba Wallace. Let's see. Uh, looks like he's ranked 17th. I don't know out of how many drivers. I'm just pulling it up, guys. I'm not trying to poke fun. I'm just looking it up because Chingo wanted uh, rankings. and I'm nah, Ro Rob trying to go against what I just said. <laughs> he, he trying to... Rob trying to fact check me. Actually, Chingo, it looks like uh, no, he's winning. He's got he's no a, wins. A he's got zero wins. He's got zero wins. Come on, man. You making Pitbull look bad. With your bad driving, dog. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, look, I got a custom helmet, and I'm finna get all this Cinco de Mayo money from the NASCAR, and every time September 16th roll around, they gonna give me a little extra check, and they gonna have me in the race. It's like, bitch, learn how to drive before you talk to me. <laughs> oh, man, that is fantastic. Uh, dude, Until you win a race, <laughs> stay up on my comments. Where can people see you live, man? Where can they catch a show like you performed in, in Chicago to a sold-out crowd on a Sunday? Man, dude, my, my goal, though, like, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, like, oh, I sold it out on a Sunday. Bro, you already know, before the pandemic, we were doing five, six, seven shows in a whole weekend in Chicago at the Improv. Mm -hmm. uh, we were at Zany's this time. So the goal is get it, like, the ads, you know, the ads running, the promo to where people at least know I'm in town. So we could stop getting this like, oh, dude, when are you coming to Chicago? Like, bro, I was just there. Oh, I didn't hear about it. Or, oh, dude, you were here. I didn't even know. Um, so shout out to the fans, man. Like, it was great meeting you guys. Uh, it's, it was just an excuse to visit such an amazing city. Uh, shout out to Sean from the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, uh, him and his wife, man, they they like they're out there like every year hmm. checking out Cubs games. 
And this time they went with the whole family. They had like all the kids and everything and um, like doing it up. Fireworks, Navy Pier. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, bro. Like, I know they get a bad rap about all their crime because, like, my wife was concerned. She's like, and don't be nowhere. Like, they do got a lot of gang yeah. and shit. And they, they got some hoods. They got these little motherfuckers be out there with the switch. Like, I know y'all done seen the videos where they pull out that big-ass gun from the pant leg. Like, <laughs> like damn, little boy, like, you are in seventh grade. <laughs> so they do have some of that. But for the most part, man... Such a great city to spend time in. Uh, I'm headed to Arlington, Texas. Another amazing city, man. The DF Dub. Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. A whole weekend. Um, I'm finally going to get back in jujitsu. Ain't that some shit? I got to leave my city in order to be able to make it to class. Uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, I will be in Ontario, California after that. Also, we should probably put these tickets on there just, just to help them out. Um I got hired to open up for Chris Perez mm -hmm. in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And it's like in between Ontario and Austin. So I'm going from like Ontario to Carlsbad, Carlsbad to uh, Odessa, Odessa to Austin. So it's going to be one of those where it's like, I'm going to be brushing my teeth in the terminal. You know what I mean? I'm going to be like <laughs> this in the restroom, in the restroom of the uh, the, uh, of the club and shit. About to go on stage like this. Hold on, Platina. Had to bring my zest up in here. My Irish spring. Dude, I but, used to uh, yeah. love Zest. Mm -hmm. No, that's just reminds yeah. I used to love Zest. That's such a random thing that you mentioned. Yeah, man, back in the day, man, that's throwback shit. Yeah, back yeah. when they would put GMOs all in the soap. <laughs> used to make things bigger, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm talking about. But yeah, man, hit up the website, chingobling.com, and get your tickets, man. Really looking forward to it. Theo Juventino, he's the tour bus driver. Uh, some say he has access to the backstage um a lot of new material bro you ain't heard dude i can't wait it's a man i don't know which show maybe you can make it to austin that's what we're planning on doing okay please pull up at austin man uh and that's about it man check out the website Orale. that's